ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clark and Company. And Taylor rocking out on the board for our Broncos Blast segment as usual. Hey, just ahead of Adam Malnati, and what the heck does a Bronco fan uh, root for in this game, Brady versus Chiefs? We lift appropriately our weekly Argonaut wine and liquor toast, this time to Bronco fans in a dilemma. We feel for you. Not just being on the outside of the classic Super Bowl match, but... Who the heck do you root for in Brady versus the Chiefs and Mahomes? Hey, have a drink. Or several. Stock up now. Argonaut Wine and Liquor 760's Colfax has the big game pack. Told you about last week. There's still time. This incredible deal. Everything you need for game day. Uh, bottles, bites, and bingo. Six bottles of uh, vodka, bourbon, chardonnay, cabernet, sparkling prosecco, which I love. Tequila, two bags of Jerry's uh, Nut House snacks, eight commercial bingo cards, and over $55 in savings. Get your liquid treasure in a safe store environment. Even safer with online and phone ordering delivery like I like curbside or cash register pickup all of it at Denver's biggest and best priced liquor store with more than 17,000 items and the largest selection of cold beers in Denver Argonaut has it and they deliver and we welcome in uh, our next very special guest he is Adam Malnati you can follow him at Adam Malnati 16 or at Mile High Report and it's he's being brought to us by lifelong Bronco fan being brought to us by Framed Art. Keep calm and frame on with Brian Hart at Framed Art. Super Bowl weekend is a time to remember all those great Bronco journeys to the Super Bowl. Go to the Super Bowl champ of framing where you might run into Bradley Chubb or Justin Simmons, Broncos players, coaches, and athletes, coaches, athletes, and administrators from all the local teams, the colleges and pros, the governor's and mayor's office, uh, personal uh, to sports memorabilia, museum quality, fine art. Go to the award-winning framer for all the Metro Denver framed art. And a chance now to uh, relive on our show a, a section of the uh, Mile High Radio re, uh, Mile High Report Radio Podcast. Good morning, Ian. Uh, excuse me. Good morning, Adam. <laughs> You're on with Ian. How's it I. going? <laughs> Swell. How's it, how's it hey. going? Uh, you know what? How did you get my shopping list from the liquor store? That's what I want to know. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I heard Argonaut does uh, incredible research on uh, who are the most likely candidates to need a drink? And it seems like people wearing orange might might be might be the case here. So, as a lifelong Bronco fan who is on Mile High Report, talking Broncos several times a week on Mile High Report, um, who the heck do you root for in this game? What what do you watch? So there's there's two answers to this question. It's it's you you watch the Puppy Bowl, which is what my son has decided he wants to do because he can't stand <laughs> either Tom Brady or the Chiefs, which I you know I'm doing it right. Uh, that's what that means. But then then the other answer is if you have to pick a side, and, and I think that this is it's hard it's a hard pill to swallow. But 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 go with me on this. If you have to pick a side, if you have to root for one team or the other, I, I think you root for Tampa Bay. And the reason you do that is is twofold, and Ian mentioned this on the podcast earlier this week. 
Shaq Barrett, a former Denver Bronco. You root for Shaq. Uh, I, you know, all the success to him has been well-earned. He's a, a, a Colorado State product, and so, uh, you know, you can kind of get behind that. And, and the other reason you root for Tampa Bay and not Kansas City is because you hate the Chiefs, and Tom Brady's legacy is cemented no matter what happens in the game. If he wins, it's just another number. Who cares? If if Patrick Mahomes wins this Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes is, is on track to become one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. And you'd like to see that sort of put to a – let's just put a pause on that if we can, if anything else. I, I, and, and I'll be honest, I was listening to the, the radio the other day, and I live, I live out in the Chicagoland area, and they were talking about the game and, and sort of the, the matchup between Brady and, and Mahomes, which is sort of silly because I've never seen two quarterbacks on the field at the same time except for when they're shaking hands at the end. But – the idea of Kansas City winning back-to-back Super Bowls and the beginning of a dynasty is one that is, as a Bronco fan, that makes me nervous. I don't like that idea. And if they win this game, back-to-back doesn't make you a dynasty, but it's one of the steps along the way. So I assume if they win, that's all the talk that you're going to hear in the offseason is, you know, dynasty this and dynasty that, and, and nobody wants that. You mentioned it, Adam, about how it's the Chiefs and Broncos fans hate the Chiefs. And if you watch, there's a a Broncos fan who has the Ten Commandments of being a Bronco. And the Tenth Commandment is thou shall not root for a division rival unless it benefits the Broncos. (laughs) So we talked about it on our podcast uh, about how one of the ways that you can get around it if you feel kind of dirty rooting for Tom Brady is Shaq Barrett and the fact that he is going to be going against a guy who tried to block Von Miller in Super Bowl 50 and failed. What does Tampa Bay have to do to win this game? I I think you just started to mention it, and I think it's going to look a lot like what the Broncos did to the Panthers in Super Bowl 50, and it's get to the quarterback, harass Patrick Mahomes. Now, the, the scary part about that is the statistics on Mahomes are much better than Cam Newton when pressure is in their face. And so you, you have to figure out a way to contain Patrick Mahomes and you can't let him run around. You can't let him improvise. You have to force him to do the check downs. You have to force him into the sort of quick plays. I think getting the ball out of his hand as quickly as possible is going to be key. And that doesn't mean long throws to Travis Kelsey and, and Tyree Kill. That means forcing the check down. That means being in his face. And it was funny. I was you know, talking to the old man who makes appearances on the podcast as, as just someone who I mentioned. And it was he said, And now the radio show. And, and now the radio show. I want if he's listening he did mention to me as we were sort of talking about things he said you know the way you describe stopping Mahomes is the way teams describe stopping Elway for years and and that right there sort of stopped me in my tracks like and we've talked about it we've had that conversation Mahomes to the Chiefs could be what Elway was to the Broncos but I have never had a, a fan who's been around since the 60s mention that and it just and you and you go oh oh no right that's that oh no moment but you do. You got to get in his face. You've got to make. You've got to make him a pocket passer. But then also you've got to. You got to harass him. You've got to hit him. And every quarterback is the same. You hit the quarterback. He's going to struggle, and you're going to have a better chance. And then the other thing that the the Tampa Bay defense is going to have to do is 
understand that they're going to give up points. And it's going to take a, a Herculean performance by Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay offense to sort of run with them. I'm not saying it's going to be 55 to 56. 55 is a bad number. Sorry about that. But I am saying that it's going to probably be a shootout, and that's the only way Tampa Bay wins. I don't see them winning a game 13 to 10 or you know even 20 to 17. This is going to be in the 30s for both teams if Tampa Bay has a shot. How and far do you have a score? Oh, do you have a score for us, Adam? Do I have a score? Not really. No, I. I, I, It's one of those things where I I don't. I don't want to give you a score because I feel like once I say a number, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna end up hating myself because I think it's gonna be a number that the Chiefs have more than the Bucks, and I don't. I don't like it. So, so you're not. You're not actually predicting anything here. You're just rooting. I did, right, I'm trying. I'm trying not to make a prediction because I don't. I don't want to have to make one. But if I did, <laughs> I, I think you can sort of hear it in my voice. I, it's it's thirty something to thirty something Kansas City, and and I I and now I hate myself on a Saturday morning. <laughs> well, sorry, sorry to ruin your day. We're really pleased to have you with us. How? <laughs> last question for you: Do the Broncos measure up? in any aspect of their of, of their progress here uh, to either of these conference championship teams. Yeah, you know, I think in the NFL, one of the things that you, uh, you, you sort of get to this point where, for the most part, every team has enough talent to compete. That's not really um, a, a question here. It's more about, you know, the institutional sort of way of doing business and how close are they and and do that you know what is what is the next step for the Denver Broncos and we've talked about this for a for five years now we've talked about this ever since Super Bowl 50 you know what is the next step in the process unfortunately the the swing back from the pendulum hasn't been as dramatic and the the pendulum has sort of paused in that losing season spot which is frustrating they do have, I think, a good young core of rookies. I understand that, um, you know, they, they maybe didn't have the season that we had all hoped as, as Broncos fans, but rookies are going to do that. They do have a good offensive line. They have a good defense. Vic Fangio's defense, no matter who is out there, seems to be able to slow teams down. Look at what their defense did to the Kansas City Chiefs this year. They just didn't have the offensive firepower to be able to match up. And it wasn't that they didn't have the talent. It's that they didn't have that last missing piece. And unfortunately, that's quarterback right now for the Denver Broncos. And if they are going to compete, if they're going to figure out a way to get back to competing with the Patrick Mahomes of the world, they're going to have to find a quarterback that can do that. If, if it's Drew Locke, it better happen, and it better happen tomorrow. If it's not Drew Locke, then they need to figure out a way to move on and find somebody because you can't keep going into the season relying on a defense-only strategy in today's NFL. What the 2015 Denver Broncos did was so far outside of the norm of what today's NFL is that I don't think you'll see that again for a long, long time. Meaning you better get a quarterback and you better get an offense that can run with other teams or you're going to be on the outside looking in for years. I think that's potentially where the Broncos are if they don't do something this year. I think they're going to just continue to drift backwards without that quarterback. And I know there's a lot of people that don't want to hear people say that, but that's just the truth of the NFL. You are as good as your quarterback is, period. And one of the guys that's up is 
and potentially available is Deshaun Watson. And whether or not the Broncos have a legitimate shot to get him, I, as I mentioned on last week's show for this segment, and I've mentioned it on the podcast, we've talked about it, what gets you the closest to Patrick Mahomes? Not to Patrick Mahomes, because there are very few quarterbacks who are up to that level, but what gets the Broncos closest to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? And if, the, if George Payton is able to do that, and that's the question that he answers over the course of his tenure as the Broncos. I think they'll be on the right path to finally getting this ship righted. Well, you guys are in agreement. Not surprising. Hey, if you want to listen to two Bronco fans who are born and raised as Bronco, they agonize and exult over the fortunes, not afraid to criticize the, the, the Denver Broncos team they've been rooting for their, their whole lives. Listen to Mile High Report radio podcast, Ian St. Clair and our guest, Adam Malnati. Adam, thank you for joining us first time. We enjoyed it. Absolutely. Anytime. It's always fun. Okay, terrific. We'll do it again. Thank you very much. Hey, coming up next, Ram Roundup, Kelly Lyle of the Coloradan, uh, with me and I co-host Ian St. Clair, gives us his Super Bowl pick, and uh, we'll ask him about Shaq Barrett at CSU. Did he think Shaq Barrett could possibly be this good? We'll also get analysis and prediction uh, as the surging Colorado State basketball team has the second back-to-back, uh, back-to-back games in the border war against Wyoming. We'll do that next.